Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles Podcast is starting real soon. It's murder on the dance floor. Okay, we're gonna bomb this one now. Murder on the dance floor. <laughs> That's all I know. We are singing uh, the song from the last scene of Saltburn, where he's shaking that cock around. <laughs> Welcome to Puddles. I'm your host, Andrew Collin, joined by my co-host. Brenna LaRock. Yeah, we saw Saltburn. Whew, what a movie. Well, what did you find more cringe? Or maybe you didn't find either one cringe. If you had to rate him, him eating the sperm in the bathtub or having sex with the grave. More cringe? Yeah. Honestly, slurping the cu- slurping the cum. That's what, how I felt. Yeah. It's like you're drinking someone's dirty bath water, but or you're just fucking dirt. Yeah. It's I thought that the <laughs> having sex with the dirt was more disrespectful. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like... But he's dead. Yeah. But I'm more confused about the movie now that I've read... I There's, like, a Saltburn Reddit. And there's all of these, you know, people breaking it down and what the scene <laughs> meant and everything. Because the whole movie, I'm just like, God, this guy really wants to have sex with, Fe- with Felix. You know, Oliver wants to have sex with Felix, but it's so much more than that. And like, why? What's more than that? Felix, like, what did they say? Like, Oliver and Felix are both narcissists, but they're just different types of narcissists. And Felix represents how Oliver feels about himself on the inside, but he's never, he just lived such a normal life. And so he's obsessed with the, the idea of being Felix. So much that it's almost like he's turned on by that. I don't. He's like turned on by Felix's confidence. And I mean, I think the money and the prestige yeah, he does. It turns him on. So he kind of wants to be Felix. And how you be someone is by eating their sperm. <laughs> Correct. And having sex with their grave. Maybe he'll like take some of that yeah, in. Then his DNA will be inside of so him. So maybe it's not even so much sexual as it is. It's getting that yeah. power. Yeah. A lot of the sexual things yeah. he did was about power. It felt like mm-hmm. when he went down on the girl on her period. Mm-hmm. Is that sexy? Is there something about that? Like that animalistic? No. I don't <laughs> want. I like when people are like, yeah, we, my man has sex with me on my period, like, no problem. I'm like, <laughs> I'm happy for you, but I don't want you to touch me. I mean, like, I w- I'll take some hugs and some kisses, but, like, I feel gross. Yeah. The last thing I want is for you to be having sex with me. I think it was so, like, over the top. And she comes from such a, like, where you eat with the right fork. She had a cotillion, probably. For her whole life, she was told... You know, to wear a certain thing, act a certain way, act proper. And what's like the most like opposite of that? So she's probably just like, what the like? That's probably why she was so turned on. It was more, again, about power. And he just wanted to be some people was like he was eating the rich. But I really think he just wanted to be rich. He just wanted to 
take their that lifestyle. I think the last scene when he's dancing naked, it's not because he killed them all. It was because he owned the castle now. I think he just embodied Felix at that point. Yeah. I think he... That's why his penis was so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jacob Elodi's penis has to be huge. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> That long, skinny boy. I've seen him in porn before. Like they're you like have? they're like hundred and ten pounds. Oh, six, I thought three. you meant Jacob. Oh <laughs> no, and they're all cock. I, I was like, hold on, send me the link. <laughs> no, dude, they are all. They are their cocks wider than yeah, they are. Skinny white guys have. It's crazy. They're they've got when some they have long no jobs. ass. And they're like long legs mm -hmm. go into their the ass. The concave butt is the first indicator that he's got a fucking snake <laughs> yeah. in his pants. It's a python. I think what it is is his ass is going in so much it pushes out it his does. cock. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah That's yeah. what happens to you, but it's your hernia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It skips my cock and goes straight to my hernia. You hurt my hernia the other night. No, you hurt your hernia. That's true. <laughs> On me. I have hernia. And it's funny. The more in shape I get, the more I can see it because <laughs> I, my stomach goes away. It's and like then the my biggest hernia thing about you. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of guys are like, I get in shape and now I can see my all my penis. It's like I can see all my hernia. <laughs> it's disgusting. I don't know what it is. It might be a lung down there. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Some people say I should. I had a guy check it out one time. A doctor. What did he say? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I didn't know that you had a hernia. I thought that this is the way your body I do was shaped. Oh, God. Like an alien? Like Roger? <laughs> no. From American Dad? Yeah. Yeah, no. I have two hernias. Wait. They're both above my penis. And yeah. the left one's bigger than the right one. It's like <laughs> women's tits. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's not hot. It's not <laughs> sexy. It doesn't look like two more abs are down there. I don't really think about it. Well, yeah, you wouldn't have sex with me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, you can get surgery if it hurts enough, but it doesn't hurt me enough to. Well, it made her cosmetically, yeah. it might. <laughs> it might Babe, I don't have all my teeth. You think I'm getting my hernia done? <laughs> Dude, it would be so funny to get your hernia fixed before you go to the dentist. Before I get a tooth put here? Yeah, yeah, before you Dude, get that one too. When he took the tooth out, I had no idea that it was going to cost me two Gs to get a new tooth. Yeah. I thought it was like, oh, a couple hundred well, more bucks. Well, you tried to get a new tooth. You did. They, he sent you the tooth. No, no. He sent me uh, um, like a cover for the metal spike, oh. which has to sit. For a few months now, I'm ready for a permanent tooth. You just, well, <laughs> I just don't. Have, I don't have two G's. I'll just go toothless. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's crazy. Sorry. He said he would do it in Florida for seven hundred, but then I got to fly. Yeah, that's. Let's go see your mom. <laughs> What's the big deal? Dude, pretend let's to see to my Florida. mom to get a tooth. <laughs> Robin, if you're listening to this, please buy us some tickets. Mom, it has nothing to do with the tooth. I just want to see you. I love you. I miss you. A little bit of the tooth. I need a tooth. Can you give me a ride to the dentist? Yeah. <laughs> I told you my dentist showed up wearing like surfer shorts. That's he was amazing. good though. He's he really is unbelievable. He's like, yeah, dude. I <laughs> get that tooth out, bro. Dude, that was crazy. That was like, it's weird when you get like. I don't think it's a major surgery, but it's a pretty big deal to get a tooth taken out 
and it's weird when you don't have time to think about it, you know? It's like, maybe it's better. Because you didn't know that that was happening. Yeah. You went in not expecting that, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was just going to, like, put a little glue in there, call it a day. Yeah. Andrew thought that his tooth that was cracked. <laughs> in, in half. Bad. And bleeding. What? Yeah. That they were going to gorilla glue it back together. <laughs> I mean, Be not so gorilla real. glue, but, like, do a little what bit do you, of, What kind of glue? Like a root canal kind of thing. <laughs> you thought there was root canal glue? Root canal glue. <laughs> Some RCG, baby. <laughs> Get me going. No, dude. I just thought they were going to just fix me up real quick. But he's like, all right, this is a pretty big decision. Um, we're going to have to take out the tooth. Are you okay with that? And I was just like, but anything what is my somebody choice? somebody in like Hawaiian printed shorts says, you're like, it's not that big of a yeah, deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, dude, don't worry about it. We'll have margaritas yeah. in an hour, dude. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll go paddleboarding, dude. <laughs> we'll fucking throw your tooth into the ocean. <laughs> Give it back to the sharks. Yeah, back to it, back to the land. I like a nice shark tooth necklace. What do you think of this water bottle? If if you're not watching on YouTube, I bought a gallon water bottle that says "Good morning, hydrate yourself, remember your goal, keep chugging, <laughs> feeling awesome." Don't give up. Almost finished. You did it. Yeah, at every and kill mark. yourself. Yeah. yeah. It is bad. This is a midlife crisis. <laughs> Dude. It is so big. I got to take a photo of you holding it because it's so <laughs> I it's look so like big. I'm 12 years old. It looks like you're like a baby holding a bottle. <laughs> That's amazing. So Wait, now turn it turn it so I can see the So I bought this water bottle cuz I'm doing this thing called 75 hard which <laughs> is the sounds so cheesy to say. <laughs> Everything in my life is cheesy right now. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Oh my god! <laughs> Shame face too. <laughs> so I bought this because I keep trying to drink water, but this is like just has it all in one spot here. Oh, and oh, oh wait, <sighs> let me let me get some of that. <laughs> get a gallon in. There you go. <laughs> what time does it say um, that it's at right now? Well, right now I'm just 11 a.m. or just below, <laughs> just above 11 a.m. So every morning I'll wake up 7 a.m. It starts with the good morning. Yeah, look, it just, it gives you, I mean, it's absurd to walk around with this thing. I mean, it's a spirit animal water bottle. Isn't that what they call it? Spirit bottle? Every girl has <laughs> one now. A Stanley? A Stanley. You have a Stanley. A no, mine's a, mine's a cheaper version. Yeah, oh. she's cooler than that. She doesn't have a Stanley. Yeah. I can't um, afford one. <gasps> oh. Happy New Year. <laughs> Whatever, just leave it. No, it's fine. Just leave it. Well, we'll put one in and post. Anyhow, yeah, that's a midlife crisis if I've ever seen one. I'm on day nine of the hard 75. How's it going? How one are you d- feeling? Weirdly fantastic. Weirdly? What do you mean? Not Why? weirdly. Just like it's so fucking cheesy to do something like this, but I've never had discipline in my life. Although I've done things that require <laughs> discipline. In my adult life. Maybe not for 75 days. Not for 75 days. <laughs> well, I played varsity football. So when your mom was telling you to go practice every day. I, yes. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's sustainable, but I feel good. I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. I'm doing intermittent fasting. I haven't had alcohol. No cheap meals. Working out outside. 
and inside. And we're going on walks together. These yeah. morning walks that are fantastic. Yeah, the last time I drank alcohol, we could talk about this. We went, it's not the last time because we did New Year's, but before that, we went to your uncle's. Your your dad gave us a bottle of scotch, right? Yeah, Glen, uh, it was a bottle of Glen Fittich. Fittich. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a nice bottle of scotch. We got it for Christmas. Last year. Two years ago. Oh, two years ago. Two years ago, and it sat, well, no, sorry, a year ago two Christmases ago and it has sat in a cupboard because I'm not going to drink Glenfiddich. Neither are you. Um, we opened it, the container just to like look at the bottle and close it back up. Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's one of those there. things you do in front of when a dad gives you right. a bottle, you yeah. look at it, you go, Oh, so nice. Thank you. That's yeah, a bottle. Yeah. That so, is a bottle. So we moved with this <laughs> bottle of Glenfiddich from St. Louis to California <laughs> It's been in our cupboard for a year. I'm debating. I'm like, wait, how are we going to get rid of this bottle? We went over to my aunt and uncle's. They live in L.A. as well. And I was like, let's give it to them. They host a lot. My uncle likes scotch here and there. My parents are about to come into town. So, like, my dad can drink it. No problem. I was a little anxious that they were going to be like, Brenna gave us this bottle of Glenfiddich. And then my dad would know, like put two and two together that we re-gifted his scotch. I was way too worried about it. Anyways, <laughs> we, <laughs> we walk in the front door. Andrew's holding the bottle of Glenfiddich. I'm, we're like doing our greetings. I'm, I'm, I'm hugging my uncle. He's going in for a hug with my aunt. And then all of a sudden, it just <laughs> Andrews, it just falls out of the box and shatters everywhere. So and much. he's met the my aunt and uncle like twice before this. I was weirdly calm about it. Yeah, you closed your eyes because I think you were hoping for a second that it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. it was a it was a strong intro. Yeah. They were like, so cool about it. They were. It smelled like a speakeasy for the whole the whole dinner. Though. It did smell like a speakeasy. <laughs> yeah. But they were, the, you know, it's so funny with these things because we were kind of talking about these negative things that we think, oh, my God, it's so fucking embarrassing. But the reaction you always get is positive. Like I've never yeah. I've so rarely done something or <laughs> anything I felt self-conscious about. It's never been a problem. But so they clean it up. And when then we're sitting there, we're drinking wine and they're like, yeah, so we've been listening to the podcast. I was like, all right. They're like, you know, we weren't going to listen that long. We didn't really intend to. But you start talking about how you had a penis pump <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't turn it off. I mean, this was good stuff. You having that penis pump, her uncle who's retiring like next week. So who's like the whitest guy ever yeah. just like they're fun though they are cool. they're funner than yeah. we even know they I think. were they were like oh yeah they were like our cool aunt and uncle growing up but it's just so funny it's like one of those things with like when i got caught with the penis pump i was like my world is over i'm gonna die i can't leave nothing and for years i was like i don't want to tell anyone about <laughs> it i don't feel comfortable and now i'm sitting with your uncle I just spilled fucking scotch, broke it on the floor, <laughs> and he's talking to me on my dick pump, and I don't feel an ounce of like, no. oh my God, what is he going to think yeah. about me? I was just like, yeah, dude, my <laughs> dick pump, man. Yeah, yeah, you got to try it. It's like, 
I don't know. It's just one of those things where it just comes full, not even full circle. I don't even know what half circle (laughs) where who gives a shit. You were feeling that way with with, with acne lately. Yeah. You've been very anxious about your skin, like hormonal acne. And then like, you know, I feel like as an esthetician, you feel an extra layer of like, well, my my skin needs to look perfect. Like, who am I to give people skin skincare advice and then they're looking at my skin like girl so i was putting a lot of pressure on myself and then i went and talked to my now boss yeah you have an interview i had an interview with her and we were like talking about skincare and like what skincare i use and then i just like i didn't even you're worried she might judge you yeah i was like oh my god i have pimples on my face and i'm going into this interview yeah it's like a cardiologist that's very overweight (laughs) Yeah. Or like a hairstylist with like burned off hair. Or like a dentist with my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I just like ended up just bringing it up because I was like, oh, she's probably looking at them, whatever. And I was, I was just was like, you know, I'm just going to talk about it. And then I talked about it with her and she was like, oh, well, how old are you? And I said, I'm 28. And she said, oh, I had the worst skin of my life at 28. It's hormonal acne. Like you're. Like, I feel like every woman goes through this. It's just your body changes at that age. Nobody talks about it. Women go through, like, a second puberty. Well, I actually went through a weird, like, my body changed a lot in my early 20s, and now it's changing a lot in my late 20s. And, you know, I'm trying to look at it as a blessing in disguise. Like, now I'm an esthetician, and I can say I'm finding a way to naturally, holistically, heal hormonal acne like that's only going to make me a better esthetician at the end of the day but i had to get over that hump of like shame and just be like i just need to own it you know no big deal no big deal at all and like how she reacted yeah was like from a place of love also that's kind of her whole vibe and that's why like i'm so excited for you to work there i feel like you've never worked in a work environment i've never also worked in a work environment where it's like chill and it's almost like harmony and yeah. like you could hear like the sound of like wind bells <laughs> really you know what is, i mean it really is like, like everyone like eats granola in the morning <laughs> and we just talk about our feelings yeah she wants me to my first day i'm coming in she's like you just come in i'll give you a facial you can give me a facial like and then we can give a facial to our, the other esthetician like no big deal and i was like for sure girl she's like, like whatever hours you want yeah pick your hours she raised your pay yeah. for some reason 10 percent. Yeah. yeah it's wild so we thought she was giving you too much and now she's offering you even more probably because of the acne she's like <laughs> giving you more money she's like yo this girl needs it <laughs> no it's just crazy like I'm so happy for you. Thanks. And like how it went down of just showing up, like showing up there randomly, then showing up again mm-hmm. for her party and mm-hmm. just doing the right things, not overplaying Yeah, that you want it. I don't know. It's a weird yeah. like dance. You're playing and it just feels natural and organic for a job right. where it doesn't even it feel was, like, yeah. oh, I'm also going to make money. Yeah. So it's yeah, I'm I so, yeah. I mean, we're probably gonna stay here now, which we had no intention to. Yeah. But I also had a great meeting with an agent. You did, yeah. And uh, it just felt really good to feel validated by this person and like be seen by someone like 
in the industry, I guess, where I haven't felt that ever, even though I've done more than so many people that get mm-hmm. representation. Mm-hmm. So it's such a mind fuck to be like, w- w- am like, am I accomplishing anything if like no one else says yeah. I am? Anyways, he just had such great advice for me and he seems to want to help me out. And so we both had great days yesterday. Yeah. Um, Isn't it crazy that sometimes all you need is like one person to yeah. see you and like validate you? And you're like, wait, yeah, I but you knew that already in yourself. You did. Yeah. Sometimes you just need somebody to listen to you. Well, you need someone you need. Everyone needs help. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, no one understands stand-up comedy and where it is today and how much of it is just, like, it's not about being f- just funny. You have to be a business. Like, and no one goes in, everyone that goes into stand-up isn't like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur through my jokes. <laughs> but that's what society has made us, and it's, like, very difficult. And talking to this guy, he's like, yeah, you shouldn't have to, call up comedy clubs and try to book yourself while also trying to be creative. And like, he's like, that's what this job's for. And I don't know. It just felt very nice to talk to someone and, and feel like, and then like, I also, when I moved here, my expectations were insane. I'm like, I've only been here a year. Also, there's been a strike the whole time. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> I think you put a lot of pressure on yourself, but yeah. now like I'm settled in something and so yeah it's a lot easier for you to focus on yourself Mm -hmm. and you know when you're you got this yeah when there's uh yeah sometimes too like he was asking like what did you do this year and i was like rambling off like all the people i went on the road with heather mcmahon hannah burner tim dylan and all this stuff i was like oh yeah wait i did do you did yeah a lot yeah um so I, don't I launched know. a podcast. I quit that podcast. I launched another podcast. <laughs> launched another podcast. I moved across. Yeah. I yeah. painted a wall three times. I painted a wall three times, which was probably the hardest part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't been doing that much stand up lately and like not getting up on stage. That's been a weird mind fuck for me. But I don't miss it, but I do miss it. And I'm writing new jokes that I think are really good, but I haven't performed them yet on yeah. stage. So I'm just doing them in the shower to nobody where I'm overthinking in the shower, the jokes. Meanwhile, I'm reading a book called don't stop overthinking. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know what's happening, but it's good. All things are good. And, um, it's you exciting need to put whatever you put energy into. It's, it, it comes out the other yes, way. Yes, the horizons of the universe will <laughs> fall down like Saturn. Yeah, whatever you put energy into. That reminds me that I literally manifested somebody the other other week. I was <laughs> oh, I was talking with a friend about um, Selena Gomez and Benny Blanco at work. I have never talked about Benny Blanco in my life. I don't care about Benny Blanco. Why would I? I don't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why would I? People lost their but mind. But now he's dating Selena Gomez, and yeah. I I care about Selena Gomez. Like I follow her on Instagram. I saw the photos. I was like, this is crazy. Like look at Selena and look at Benny. Like I don't know. Well, Not, it's crazy. People you know, are being very love. negative to him. Yeah, love is love. Whatever. He's a successful guy. He, I'm sure he's really nice. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> but, people are so mean when a guy's uglier than the woman. <laughs> They go off. They're like, the the guy looks like a fucking monster. How could he be with Selena? That reminds me, my best friend and I, we have a, a, like a, 
phrase that, well, it's not a phrase. It's a, I forget what the name is. You'll be able to help me. Whenever we say, we see a cute guy and an ugly girl, we go, oh, kagug, kagug, C-G-U-G. We go, kagug. What's that? (laughs) An acronym? Yeah. An acronym. An acronym. (laughs) Meaning what? Cute guy, ugly girl? Yeah. Like whenever you see a couple that's like so far off from me, you're you're like, wait, what? Like what? So anyways, I'm talking about Benny Blanco. We're talking shit about it. And then an hour later, Andrew picks me up from work and we go to Bristol Farms. I was so hungry. We go to Bristol Farms. It was late. It was like almost 11 o'clock at night. So their hot bar was closed down. None of their food, like hot bar food that they like package up and try to sell. It like was giving me the ick. So I was like, let's just go home. And Andrew was persistent. He's like, no, I'll take you to Cantor's, whatever. I'll I'll take you to Cantor's. It's this deli in West Hollywood that's open 24-7. Wait, I actually have to say. So then we're eating. And all of a sudden, I look up and Benny Blanco is walking by. Well, you, Andrew actually goes, it's Benny Blanco. <laughs> wait, that's the, wait, what else were you going to say? No, I was going to say something at the end because I was going to note that this is like a famous Jewish, Jewish deli. And then we see Benny Blanco. And then at the end, we're walking out the front door and there's this like homeless man inside Cantor's and he's asking for money. And I go, he said, you have a dollar? Andrew said, no, I don't have a dollar. And he, he, I said, actually, I have a dollar. Here you go. And I go, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then we walk out the door. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? But how weird is that? <laughs> the way you told the story. Yes, it was very weird. <laughs> Wait, why is that weird? I don't know. You were just all over the place. No, I got it out fast. What's the big deal? There's no big deal. Sorry, I didn't tell it like a comedian. Like, First of all. <laughs> don't come for me i mean sometimes you expect me to say it like <laughs> like i've been doing comedy for 13 years <laughs> like i'm this is how i would tell the story to my friends Kagag. okay Kagag. Kagag. <laughs> benny blanco was sitting there it was 11 o'clock at night too yeah and he was with like an old jewish woman yeah. and then this other comedian yeah how do you think he looked in person Th- the same yeah as in photos He's like, which some- is, I know, it's weird to see when people look the same on Instagram as in person, like specifically famous people. It's shocking to me. There's a few other people I've seen. J Lo looks exactly the same. She's ethereal, ethereal, ethereal. She like literally, she glows. She has this uh, golden aura. It's the wild. I've never seen somebody with such a strong aura before. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, she looks the same. I feel like Hannah Burner looks the same in person. You're putting Hannah Burner up there with Yeah, famous <laughs> people. I guess, yeah, I guess famous. she is famous yeah. at this point. I don't know. It's weird <clears throat> to say that. It's a good thing. Yeah. So I mean, I just think like people rip that dude and he's like one of the biggest producers on earth. Like he has a look to him. He dresses extremely confident in how shitty he dresses. <laughs> but like wow, like cool it's still i guess look. it's very la he's very confident yes his best friend's name is lil dicky oh lil yeah little dicky and then his other best I love friend how Andrew says little it's little, little dicky ed sheeran he <laughs> writes songs with mm. justin bieber he writes songs mm. with i don't know it's just funny yeah. how quickly people are just like he's fucking disgusting how could she be with him yeah i we mean saw, I'm, we saw they, james franco the other day yeah we saw so we saw benny blanco we saw James Franco. 
The next day, James I saw, Franco did not look no. like he, he. I go. So, Life got so the best this, of him. This was great. So I go. I see this dude walking in, and he gets my attention. And I don't know why he gets my attention because he's wearing a hat and glasses. I can't even see who he is. But I'm like, this guy has like a again like a strong aura. These celebrities, I don't know why they do. And he walks in, and uh, he takes his glasses off, and I was like, "Fuck, there's James Franco," and he's looking a little rough. And <laughs> and uh, Andrew always goes, "Don't look now." But. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brenna will go. Huh? No, well, I won't. Yes, oh you God. do. No. You do a strong look because who cares? I'm allowed to look at somebody <laughs> in public. <laughs> but they know then, and we're talking shit. Who cares? Oh my god. Anyways, so we saw So yeah, James. so no, but then I go I go um we're walking away and you writing you write your brother every time you see a every celebrity. Time, yeah. And I go, "Yeah, he was canceled." And she goes, "I go, he looked rough. He he was canceled." And you go, "Cancer?" <laughs> oh, yeah. And I go, "No, way worse." <laughs> way worse. Yeah, I went, oh, "Cancer?" And cancer? Goes, no, canceled. And I went, oh, <gasps> terrible terrible <laughs> what stage <laughs> yeah you didn't you had no idea the story i had no idea yeah. yeah he apparently was sleeping with his students who were maybe not of age but i don't know no i think they were just really young yeah yeah but then uh, yeah i, I don't, don't really something think, like but if, nothing where he went to jail yeah but i thought he was just sleeping with students who were like they were like paying for like acting classes like i don't yeah. really feel I don't uh, know the details. Uh, you want to get cancer? I just don't. <laughs> I just don't really know like how bad that really is. But anyway, like, uh, like a twenty-year-old girl's like, oh, James Franco. Like, yeah, I want to sleep with him. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just don't see why that's a big deal. Yeah, if you sleep with but me, you're sleeping details. with James Franco. Yeah. So okay, and then I saw the next day Shailene Woodley walk by as I'm having coffee, and then. Uh, Andrew. Yeah, today, today I saw I was walking. I'm going to a podcast. I'm feeling very confident. That's the thing with LA is like I, I don't know, like I'm doing this whole like workout thing. I'm like walking down the street, listen to music. You ever get those moments where you're like you the feel like sun you're in is like coming. a music video. Yeah, you literally yeah. feel like you're in your own movie and you're just like, hey, you're waving the people and they're like, Who the fuck is waving at me? And I'm just like, Scotty. Scotty, he's like, my name's Dave. I'm like, Scotty boy. Hey, Sarah. And she's like, oh, get away from me. She's like calling the cops, spraying with me, me with mace. And I'm just like, hey, hey. So I'm walking and I swear to God, the paparazzi jump out of a car, almost run me fucking over. And I'm like, like literally run through me to take foot. Like I'm like. Okay. <laughs> like in my mind, I was almost like, "You go, damn! This is only day nine of seventy-five yeah, hard yeah, 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 yeah. Seventy-five. Yeah, yeah. Be day seventy-five. You're gonna dude, be Mr. L.A. Dude, I might be the new Guardian of Galaxy, the head <laughs> fucking actor, if I could just get a two pack. So, anyways, so he, so I was just like, "What's up? Uh, all right, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you must have heard about the podcast I'm doing." <laughs> And he fucking runs me over to take a photo of Sophia Richie. Yeah. Ooh. That's a good spotting. I would love to see Sophia Richie in person. I don't care about like James like I don't care about James Franco, but Sophia Richie, like Okay, so here's pretty. the thing with Sophia Richie. She's like nice to look at. Complete yeah. op Benny Blanco has to had to have worked 
millions of hours yeah. to get to where he is to date yeah. Selena. This girl, she's just pretty. She's born on third base, yeah. pretty. She's a nepo baby. Fuck Scott Disick. Yep. And now dates a hot guy. No, she's married, married. to one of the or richest married. men in L.A. Okay. Go for her. <laughs> but she has so much more value than Betty fucking Blanco. Just because he looks like a gay All man. the girlies want to look like, like, in, embody her aesthetic. So, I don't know. I, I know. I turned around. I look at her. Like, the way she carries herself and stuff. It was very, like, uh, scared. Rich. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. But rich, rich but, scared. like, rich and scared. Yeah. Like. But also maybe that's she like called the, the paparazzi. That's like the L.A. version of Naked and Afraid. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Rich and scared. Yeah. So, uh, she had glasses on. You couldn't even see her. So then I keep walking. That fucking hurt a little bit of like just realizing how far down on the totem pole I really am, which I'm not even on the totem pole. Probably underneath it somewhere buried where whatever. You might have sex with my grave. But needless to say... Then I see a Jack dude, and he gets my attention. I'm, these dudes are all getting my attention. And it just happened to be the lead singer of Imagine Dragons. <laughs> and he was so jacked. He looked like an Adonis. I don't know if you've seen a photo of him. He's 6'4". He literally on stage just wears gray shorts. Do you know who he is? Yeah, I've seen videos. I actually saw them. They op- when I saw them when they – I saw them in concert. Really? Yeah. But yeah, I saw They're like a Mormon band. No, they were opening See his body? They opened for another band, I forget. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. That's what is was he is he foreign? No, he's no, from No, he's just Mormon. He <laughs> yeah, looks he's like Mormon. he looks kinda like like he's Swedish or something. Yeah. 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 Or like a Viking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a hot Viking. Mm-hmm. So that dude. So walks by me looking all wow, sorts. Wow, he goes nipples out on stage. Yeah, full naked. Not naked, but. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. He looks like he just taught spin. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he looks like he he's does. doing rumba or whatever. Roomba? Roomba. Wait, but, no, that's a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like he just What's cleaned your Zumba. Zumba. Yeah. Zumba. Yeah. Melanie coming in with the assist. Google. <laughs> we got there. So, Kagug. Kagug. <laughs> so he ends up like, so then I like leave that whole song. I was like, I was like yeah, yeah. And then I'm like walking. I'm just like, just kicking rocks. Just like, ah, shucks. You change your, you change your music video to like a sad <laughs> song. Yeah, yeah. Gregory Allen Iskabov. It's black and white. I'm just crying, this, yeah. eating an apple. And then I turn the apple around. There's a worm. You oh, know? Man. And then I step on like a nail and yeah. get tetanus, <laughs> and then I die slowly. Poor thing. Yeah, yeah. But anyhow, it's just funny how L.A. You don't see anybody all year. Maybe we just didn't leave the house that much. But <laughs> yeah, it's just we're just walking more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we've seen a few other. Oh, I saw Jessica Biel the other day. Oh yeah, she, and in the same week. Yeah. This was all in a week. How weird. I know. It's weird that we were in L.A. that long. Maybe because of strike and people just weren't around. Maybe L.A. is more alive now. Mm. And um, but yeah, anyhow, uh, should we do the quiz? Sure. All right. Let's do a quiz. All right. So how do we do this? <laughs> Read the card. Yep. Just the front. <laughs> yep. All right. The instructions are on there. Okay. okay. So this is, is it Edgar Allan Poe or Taylor Swift? Okay. I'm going to go first. So, oh, okay. Quit. And, okay. And so you have to guess who 
who you think it is, okay? Okay. And all I loved, I loved alone. Edgar Allan Poe. You got it. Okay. Wow. Is this Taylor Swift or Edgar Allan Poe? You ready? <laughs> I remember it was in the bleak December. The Taylor Swift. No. You're Edgar lying. Allan Poe. You thought it was the song. No I way. I go back to, to December, December all the time. time. Turns out Rena made nothing but missing you. Wishing I realized what I had when you were mine. Don't let me see the quote. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he looks up, grinning like a devil. Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> that could easily be accurate. That could be either. Okay, you ready? All my flowers grew back as thorns. Edgar Allan Poe. Taylor Swift. Fuck. Dude, I just felt like that was like a little too cheesy to be Taylor. Damn, so you're calling Edgar cheesy? Well, the best writer, one of the best writers on earth that I have no <laughs> idea what he wrote. Yeah, but Taylor Swift is also one of the best writers. What was the name of Poe's book? The Raven. Oh, okay. That's one of his poems. Oh, yeah. yeah the I famous one. The yeah. Simpsons recreated it. That's okay. Everyone knows it. Oh. Or hmm. maybe that's not why, but that's why I remember. <laughs> is it my turn? Yeah. And then the cold came, the dark days when fear crept into my mind. That's Taylor Swift. It's literally from the song Back to December. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so annoyed that you're winning. And so being young and dipped in folly, fell in love with melancholy. Taylor Swift. Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Dude, you're a fucking Swifty too. I am. But like, I'm actually. You were literally singing her today yeah, walking home. But I actually, I'm a Swifty, but I don't. I'm a Swifty for like specific albums, to be okay. honest. Okay. I wounded the good and I trusted the wicked. Edgar Allan Poe. Taylor Swift. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> so that's my first one wrong. Yeah. I cut my nose off. I cut off my nose just to spite my face. Edgar Allan Poe. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Dude. This is worse than diameter. <laughs> <laughs> we have been. Andrew's been referencing diameter all week. I'm it's gonna take a while for me to get live that one down. Anytime I say something wrong, Andrew just goes, Diameter. Diameter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do we got? To die laughing must be the most glorious of all glorious deaths. Poe. That yeah, yeah like that's, that's a gimme. One. That's like almost Shakespeare. Dude, I got the shit end of the stick here. Oh, sorry. Uh, is that Poe? <laughs> <laughs> no. You saw me randomly shuffle them. <laughs> it rains when you're here and it rains when you're gone. Uh I don't even know anymore. Edgar? Swift. Dude, Dude have you got one? No. You got one, I think. Okay. Is it is a happiness to wonder, it is a happiness to dream. Swift. Wrong, Poe. Fuck. <laughs> you call it hope that fire of fire. Taylor. <laughs> dude this is really embarrassing okay <laughs> my thoughts will echo your name until i see you again poe taylor <laughs> i feel like i might sink and drown and die <laughs> is that for real i feel like these are almost too short i got I think... them all it was a spark notes quiz oh okay i, was I feel like i might sink game. and down and drop and die that's taylor because i just cheated and looked at the card oh, so you got one right <laughs> okay the moon to be honest i probably would have guessed edgar because i never <laughs> knew taylor was that sad okay the moon never beams without bringing me dreams oh po. yeah you got it 
thing. Well, that was depressing. I mean, it's like you can kind of tell because one sounds a little bit more old Englishly, old Englishly. That <laughs> whoa. Hey, I might have lost, but at least I can say Englishly. That is true. That's not even a word, by the way. Sorry, I can't say words. Englishy. Not like you. <laughs> so. You marry me. You marry me, dude. It's kind of. Uh, it's hard because it's just one line. I think if there were two lines, like one more couplet, I think it'd be a little easier. But Thanks, gosh. Andrew. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, she's talented, man. Like the best writers, the best oh, male did- musicians have all said that she's the fucking machine. What did you think about um, her, the, oh, the I, joke? Okay, so... Here's the thing, what I'll say about the Golden Globes with Joe Coy, because everyone has kind of chimed in. He's a comedian that, in the comedy world, has made it times 100. He makes millions of dollars a year. He sells out arenas. But he's a storyteller kind of comedian, and he makes fun of his mom who's Filipino, a lot of his stuff is very uh, racial-driven, and it's, like, fun, and it's and he's moving, and it's, like, all this, like, like, I relate to that kind of humor, which, when you're doing an award show, you want more of, like, a one-liner, kind of dry, Ricky Gervais style, or, like, even, like, when Tina Fey did it, where they're just doing hard jokes and they're saying it in a way that's just very matter of a fact that's not who he is as a comedian now you times that with when you're a comedian you're performing for your own crowd you're so confident because this is your crowd you can't do anything wrong and then now you're going from that crowd that kisses your ass that will literally laugh at anything you say to a room full of fucking movie and tv stars who take themselves way too seriously, who don't know who... You might be big to comics. They don't know who the fuck you are, which matters so much to these people of whether they're going to laugh at you or give you any credit. So he's going into a room full of people that, first of all, don't want to give it up for you. Second of all, they're not his crowd. Third of all, he's never been able to practice in front of these people. So it's all brand new. So I don't care how long you've been doing comedy... This is like a first open mic for him. Yeah. And it's like one of the hardest rooms ever. Then he goes in and I empathize with that. Like he shouldn't even have done it. Like so many comedians turned it down. Yeah. So because it's you're almost just you're almost doomed. Dude, you can't win. Yeah. Unless you just go, I'm going to bomb and I'm going to own the bomb and I'm going to say fuck you to these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that he set, he threw his writers under the bus. Yeah, so so he, you know, Jamar, Gerard Carmichael did it, like, recently, and he, like, completely, like, just threw him, like, whatever. We don't have to get into what he did. But so Joe Coy goes up there. He doesn't establish who he is at all. He's not self-deprecating for, towards himself at all. He goes, like, right in mm. with, like, this confidence of, like, a headliner comedian that owns the room because everyone's going to kiss his ass. And they're all like, dude, we don't fucking know you. Like, we don't give a fuck about you. And then he says the Barbie joke, which he says something about like Oppenheimer is based off like a 715 page book. Barbie's based off of 
uh, plastic girl with big boobies. It was bad. Look. Because the message of it's like he's the message of the Barbie movie is like. But I think that's why he thought it would be. He went for it thinking like he knows that he's not stupid. You know what I mean? Like he's not he knows that. And that's why he did the joke. Like that's why like I give him somewhat credit for going for a joke like that in a room full of people like that, knowing that. This might not do well, but thinking that they would understand the irony of right. it. Like, obviously, I know that big boobies. He's saying boobies. Yeah. Obviously, he knows that it's a fucking like not the right joke to do. But also, we could kind of laugh at the fact that, yeah, I know this is misogynistic. And that's why I'm saying boobies. Yeah. That being said, it wasn't taken well. I just don't think it was in the right. It yeah. was the wrong room to do it in, especially I don't know. It's an award. If they're getting an award, if they're up for an award, like yeah, that, but you're dude, just like, did you see Ricky? Ricky Gervais would fucking oh, ruin these people. Bad. It was a thousand times what that was. Mm-hmm. It was just these people didn't want to laugh at the the joke wasn't good. I'll give them that. But they also like if you make fun of however he made fun of Barbie, it would have been hard. Yeah, because people first of all they should have a sense of humor about it. I think that that's wrong to just be like, you can't make fun of it because this is what a movie's about. You can still fucking make fun of it. You should have a sense of humor about it. Mm-hmm. But it was just not a good joke. What do you think about? And then he started bombing and then he did the Taylor Swift joke, which wasn't a, it just wasn't a good joke. And that's when he, I've been there. You get up there and you go, I've done it at an open mic before where like Ari would give me a tag, my buddy. And I, the joke wouldn't do well, and I would point at Ari. I go, he wrote that. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so but we would do it to each other, but it was still like, it was such an open mic move. You and Ari are ridiculous. And I would go, he wrote that. <laughs> he did it. And uh, and um, so uh, he was bombing. He got nervous. He thought, hey, let me save face here. Also, there's something to like, let me try to look as comfortable as possible of being like, let me let me open up, you know, let me break down the wall here and be like, hey, guys, I didn't write these like I'm fucking cool. Yeah. I, you know, and uh, he was probably like there's probably also an element of like being scared of like getting canceled or like losing respect or something. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want it to seem like it was his thoughts right. straight up. Yeah. Because he probably in that moment was like they're receiving them the wrong way. Yeah. He, yeah. It's almost like he assumed that they were smarter than they really were. <laughs> yeah. Or just would be like more relaxed yeah. about it. But again, he's coming from a place where everyone laughs at everything right. he says. Yeah. You forget that you have to win over a Nobody's room. safe. Especially a room like that. Right. I would never do that. <clears throat> what did you think of Taylor Swift's reaction? I thought she was trying to be funny in a way too because she was so stern. But people don't take it that way. And then the Swifties come out and want to fucking murder. I mean, Taylor is coming off of like, nobody says anything. I mean, she's received a lot of criticism in the past, but the like the last year, like she gets nothing but praise, right? Like her and also her relationship has like a lot of attention, which she puts it out there. She could have helped him. Yeah. She could have helped him by just giving a fake laugh. Right. I mean, I honestly like. I don't know. I I don't think you should give people fake laughs. Yeah, but you know what, dude? When someone goes up there and accepts an award, everyone's like, 
fake. Right. Yeah. You, you, that's their job. Yeah. They're all actors. Yeah. You could ham it up a little bit for this guy. It's a empathize for a fucking guy. It's a hard job. Mm. You know what I mean? Like she, she chose to play it straight face and went overboard with it. And everyone's going to follow what the hell she does. Yeah. He has nothing on her. No one does. And then the Swifties come out. But he'll get material out of this. You know what I mean? His new stand-up special will be 20 minutes on how I bombed at the Golden yeah. Globes. Well, and you'll spin it into yeah. money. Well, I like your take. Thank you Yeah, for reporting on that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Um, <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. It's just... It's just one of those rooms where it's like, also, everyone's in their own head about, they're about to accept an award. They're all thinking about their own speeches. You ever like have to think about what you're going to say? You can't hear anything. You don't hear what the other person's right, saying. Yeah. So anyhow, that's my take on it. Joe Coy, I feel for you um, and the writers that he threw under the bus. Uh, he still made pretty good money. <laughs> and no fine. one knows your name. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, oh, th- so we tried to get uh, voicemail, or we tried. We did get voicemails for therapy. We asked people what annoys them about therapy, any funny stories <laughs> about therapy. We've both been to therapy. We both need therapy. <laughs> I think we need couples therapy. Oh, God, I hate when you say that. We just do. It's not about every couple. Should have it, I think. Okay. Whatever. It's nothing personal. It literally is personal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's business. It's the most personal thing ever. <laughs> it's business. <laughs> so we both, you got therapy. We're fine. No. We're fine. We both have a lot of trauma. <laughs> don't, don't give your trauma more power than <laughs> it really has. She read three <laughs> pages in a book. Called courage to be disliked. Your trauma isn't real, okay? <laughs> Honestly, I'm with that. I think you just, that is like, how I live. There life. is a part of it, like let it go. Like, I do. Think about now, like how you are now, how you can fix it. Agreed. Right. I'm okay. with you. Okay, we fixed everybody just now with that. For sure. Um, your trauma. I have been to therapy. Yeah. I went to therapy the first time when I was, uh, for like fourteen. Something very traumatic happened to me. Oh, (laughs) boo-hoo. I don't remember what it is because out of sight, out of mind. But, um, yeah, so my parents sent me to therapy, and I was very troubled because I just didn't know how to handle it, and I was doing really bad things. Like, I was just a bad teenager. I I was doing drugs and sneaking out. And skipping school, smoking cigarettes. Like, yeah, these are all strong choices to get attention to win, but yeah, badly. Yeah, I yeah. was, my parents didn't know what to do. So, and I was like very like promiscuous for that age. Like it was really, I was like really messed up. So I went to therapy and I had this <laughs> therapist. <laughs> and It was so dark and then like. <laughs> but I went to therapy and now I'm fine. <laughs> so I was like promiscuous. And then. I fucked Jane Franco. I would have period sex. No, not when I was 14. So I drank a lot of bathtub water. <laughs> I fucked a lot of graves and a lot of like cremated bodies. <laughs> I, that's disgusting. Okay. Can you imagine me fucking an urn? You walk in. Oh. Would you rub your dick on it or put it in there? I'd get it in there. Yeah. You got to water it up a little bit. 
Yeah. Make Throw a some of that blowjob gel in there. <laughs> Dude, the I can't gas that blowjob gel up enough. I love it's it. It's fantastic. So good. Vibes only. It's yeah. from the Girls Gotta Eat Girls. They, oh, it tastes so good. It's I've never good. been more excited to give a blowjob. I'll go broke buying that stuff <laughs> for you. For us. Yeah. And it's such good lube. Like, it's just, it's so good. It's not like sticky. It's because I've had water based lubes that are sticky too, but it's not, it's just the best. Yeah. No, they do a good product yeah. over there. So, anyways, <laughs> back to my trauma. Back to your trauma, dude. So, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways. So, so I had this therapist and I went to him for a really long time and I, I was telling him all of the terrible things I was doing. I was just very open about it and I eventually stopped. I kind of just stopped. I wasn't, there wasn't like a grand exit, whatever the next year. So that was in ninth grade. The next year in 10th grade, Wait, I, did you feel anything better while you were doing it? Yeah. I Do think you kind of so. remember it, it helped all? me? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it helped me. And then <laughs> <laughs> And then in the 10th grade, I decided I wanted to be a foreign exchange student. And I was with the Rotary Club. I, I don't know if you, it's called Rotary Exchange Program. A lot of towns have some, it's called the Rotary Club. It's all over the U.S., all over the, the world. And they will sponsor a few students each year to go wherever they want, wherever they go for their country, whatever country they go to. And but it's a very strict program. So they have something called like the four D's: no drinking, no driving, no drugs, and no dating. No dick. And no dick. And um, you had to be like a very well-rounded kid to get in the program. Good grades. I always had decent grades, but you know, not a troublemaker. They would like even before the year leading up to me leaving, they I couldn't get in any trouble or anything. So. I went through the interview process and then I had to go every week like to their they had a luncheon every week. So I would have to go with the hang out with the Rotary Club, do all of their stuff. And my first meeting, I go in and my old therapist from a few months ago is part of the Rotary Club. He's a Rotary Club member. And I was so and but he can't say anything because of you know the client confidential whatever HIPAA. He's just giving like. <laughs> <laughs> He's like don't do it. Kagag, kagag. No 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 no. She's cool. She's good. And. I am a teenager and I'm so embarrassed. So now <laughs> I I didn't I never acknowledged him till like the very end. I think once I was like, hi, hi, yeah. whatever. Like I pretended like I'd never seen him in my life. Yeah. Which now it's so funny because now I would be like, hey man, like what's going on? Yeah, you got <laughs> like, a penis bump yeah, story. Oh my god, yeah. how are you? Like yeah. this is crazy, right? Like <laughs> Remember when I fucked those dudes in the woods? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, I was shooting up like five months ago. No problem. No, not really. <laughs> I love when I go. Like, I did get blacked out on Xanax at 14. That's though. fine. That's I, fine. Yeah, we've all done that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at school, I fell asleep on the bleachers and choir class. <laughs> While singing? 
I Ave Marie. <laughs> I would take Xanax and make my friends inquire, like rub my back. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. You still Dude. do that. You do a clonopin. Yeah, yeah. I do. Honestly, I do still do that. How many that. backs did you rub? Wait, am how I many backs? How many backs did you rub? Zero. I was not exactly. a back oh, Yeah, weird. <laughs> my sister. Yeah. Anyways, I won't even go into that. But so, so long story anyways, short, yeah. long story short hilarious that's part of living in a but small you got town in too. i got in he didn't say anything maybe he thought you needed it maybe he gave yeah you... he's like hey we gotta get her out of here yeah yeah she's ruining the town <laughs> yeah, yeah dude. bringing our average down <clears throat> yeah therapy i went when i was young one time after my parents divorce and i remember i looked at the therapist and i told her that my dad was thinking with the wrong head <laughs> But I said that as like a 13 year old. It was like my first joke. I crushed. <laughs> That's amazing. But I, I didn't think of that. My my mom must you have said that. So yeah, said. someone must have said he's thinking with his wrong head. And uh What did your therapist say? Do you great. remember? He was just like, I guess really impressed with my intellect. He's like, You're gonna be a stand up one day. <laughs> like take your money back. You need this. Yeah, he's like, You <laughs> and Joe Coy one day are gonna be famous. I was like, You know Joe Coy? So and then I didn't do therapy at all after that. That was the only time I ever went. I was healed. I said one joke. He laughed, so I was good. <laughs> and then I did therapy when I was like, not till I was like 35. I went in. I would go Upper West Side. And she was fine, like an older woman. But she really turned me off one day where she was clipping her toenails and her nails that's crazy town. While I was crying about, you know, what my dad's, you yeah, know, that is ways. That is somebody who needs to retire. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, this has got to be a test. I thought she was a test, so I actually ran. I didn't. I ran. I ran home. <laughs> yeah, I ran out of there. I ran out of there. Not ran out of there, but I. I remember going to Nikki, and uh, Nikki Glazer, and sh I go to her, and I was like. Yo, I was just telling this therapist this sad shit, and she's clipping her toenails. She's like, I think she's testing you. That's what Nikki told me. And then Nikki's like, you should ask her if she's testing you. And so did the, you ask? the next time I go in, I go, so I don't want to ruffle any feathers here. <laughs> You're literally paying her. I was like, here's 80 bucks. Okay, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you cut your toenails to test me to see if I had the confidence to say something. And she looks at me and she goes, no, <laughs> I was just had a hangnail. <laughs> respect. Yeah, she dude. said, put some respect on put my name, respect bitch. Put some respect on my nails, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Insane. Yeah. And so then I stopped going to her, but I felt were like, you I like, were you like, I can't see you anymore. <laughs> I can't see those feet anymore. I felt like I did learn a lot in the sense of like, I learned, from like my history and like being a middle child and the divorce, what age I was at. I learned a lot of things to then like kind of look back and go, this is why I am the yeah. way I am, which is a nice needed base. I have a nice base, but I forget what the base is, but I do have a base. Yeah. So I guess it's good to have a base they can go off of. So that's nice, but I stopped going to her and then I, I haven't gone to therapy since then, but until this past year, I you know I was really going through it this year, very depressed a lot, 
and I went on that better help and they <laughs> linked me up with a guy named Ricky this black guy this black uh psychologist from St. Louis <laughs> and I was like I lived in St. Louis this guy one <laughs> such a perfect name for a funny like it just, just rolls character. off the really off does. the tongue Ricky I'm Ricky yeah and I was like, yo, if anyone is going to tell me to stop being depressed and a little bitch, it would be this, like, dude from St. Louis. This black dude from St. Louis just being like, look, stop being a... Yeah, I wanted a, I want a therapist to just be like, stop being a bitch, you fucking <laughs> pussy bitch. Like, I really want a therapist to just be like, oh, are you sad, you little bitch? But no, he like, he's like, we're going to work on, uh, you know, cognitive behavior therapy. CBT and I'm like, ah, you suck. Yeah. I thought you were gonna fucking talk shit to me, <laughs> dude. He uh, his background was just like one book and like, but I liked him. He was a really nice guy. I don't want to just because that is his real name. I if anything, try him out. Uh, he might work for you. Um, I also just didn't want to spend all that money at the time, but and I also thought he was gonna be a little funnier. But gosh, is he very <laughs> just like straightforward so funny you want to you're like i was looking for like a friend yeah i was looking for just a buddy that would talk shit to me but um Aww. yeah so that was my last therapy session but yeah i uh so yeah therapy is like it, i think it was very hot and now it's kind of cooled off a little bit of people people used to talk about therapy a lot more i feel like that i think in covid too yeah we're doing a lot of therapy didn't you do a little during COVID? During COVID, yeah, I did. I did therapy. I ghosted him <laughs> <laughs> because, like, our third session, I cried, and I was so embarrassed about how hard I cried that I ghosted him. <laughs> That's like you had a breakthrough, and yeah. he got that out of you, I and you're like, "I had a breakthrough," and then I was like, "Nah, nah, bitch, <laughs> we're done. You're done." I didn't like that you did that to me, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> I felt better after getting I it really out. I really did because I realized. You felt so good was, you didn't need them. I realized what ha why. Yeah. I had a breakthrough and I was like, we're done. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny to have the breakthrough and be like, <laughs> that's it. I'm cool. Don't you uh, feel like, uh, didn't he? Well, at one point, Brenna during COVID thought, because we're actually watching Walking Dead right now, but you thought there was going to be apocalypse, right? You're worried about. <laughs> Oh, how you yeah. could get out of your house. And <laughs> during COVID, I lived in a, um, I lived in, a, in an older apartment building that had just, it had a stairwell that went down to the center of the building. Like it was very spooky down to the basement. And then just one stairwell, like one exit though, um, to go outside. And I had severe anxiety, like panic attacks daily i couldn't go to the grocery store i ran out of food and developed anorexia like i was i was a mess during covid i lived alone this is when we met yeah no this <laughs> nah. i met you like a year uh, we, i met you like yeah, yeah. later After this, yeah. yeah but um what was i saying oh that you're just falling apart was, is that when you got the therapist oh, i lived in st louis and i lived alone my my family's not in st louis I was like seeing somebody, but I was single, didn't see them because of COVID, whatever. I So I was completely, completely isolated. I was was not going into work for a while. 
So it was really hard for me. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. It was hard for when everybody. I went, I went. Trauma, trauma, trauma. Yeah. So I, w- I went to therapy during COVID. And was then, it during that time? Yeah. It was like right after that. It got so I, bad. I, yeah. I was like <laughs> it got that 93 bad. pounds and I was like, I think I need help. But because my first when I did, you need a sandwich. Yeah. Well, (laughs) the problem was like delivery car, like uh, delivery grocery delivery services were super backed up like for weeks. Mm -hmm. So and I didn't know that until I ran out of food. This really is like the walking dead. Yeah. I ran out of food and I was like, I have to go to the grocery store. I hadn't been yet. And I I always went to this grocery store super close to my apartment. I roll in. And there's pe- everyone's in a mask in a line. They're six feet apart and they're wrapped around this whole strip mall complex. And I had a panic attack and I like couldn't breathe. I like couldn't go in. Somebody ended up going to the grocery store for me, a friend. But um, yeah, I did really think at one point my mind really tricked me into thinking that it was going to be an apocalypse and yeah. I was going to get stuck in my apartment. And how was I going to get out? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> the only time I ever went to a grocery store is like first time I went, it was like 12 o'clock at night because I thought no one would be in there. And then these gang members fought You're the grocery lying. store You're employees lying. and like blood was everywhere. Dude, That is like the apocalypse. I know. And I was just like, OK, I'm done. That's that's not wow. happening again. <laughs> it was wild. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go late at night. It's going to be chill. <laughs> Next thing you know, a full on like fucking like West Side Story fight. Blood everywhere, and I'm just like, blood on me. <laughs> I'm running back. I have my Cheerios. Just, <laughs> dude, it's wild. You had a funny therapy story. You said, yeah, a therapist once made me, or I didn't do it, but she very heavily suggested that I should talk to a car that I wanted to drive off the road in. What? Um, she was like, whose th- car? It was my car, but or like the family's car, but. I like I was in a bad mind state, obviously, um, and this was a few months later, and it wasn't a problem. Like I didn't need a car; I wasn't going to be driving it anymore. My parents ended up selling it, like just because someone was like, "Are you selling that car that's in yeah. the driveway?" And yeah. like, luckily, whatever. Um, and this therapist was like, "I think it would be beneficial if you go outside and talk to the car," and she's like, "We could do it over face, like over a session." I'm like. Yeah, I don't think my Wi-Fi reaches the driveway. <laughs> like, I'm not going outside and talking Wait, to the I'm car. I'm so confused. Why did she want, Why you, to she talk want to you to talk to the because car? Because it was getting sold. No, no, because it it she thought, like, I had some attachment, like, that my anxiety was attached to this car. What? It's like, no, I think I'm, like, depressed yeah. and, like, I have depression. What, like, type, what type of uh, therapy was it? It was Zoom. It was no, like no, no. Like, was it like, days. like a cognitive? Like, yeah. there wasn't. A yeah. Jeep. What type of car was it? Toyota Highlander. Yeah. So she thought the <laughs> that car. That one I know. <laughs> she thought your parents selling the car was making you sad. No, this they sold the car later on, but like, that part is ignore. Um, but she thought it would help me. Like, I was like, I don't. I'm not going to be driving the car anymore. It's not an issue. Yeah. Like. Like, the card's not the issue. My mind is the issue. Yeah. And she was like, you should go outside and, like, see how the car is safe and how it's structurally there. And I'm like, I'm not concerned the airbags yeah. won't go off. <laughs> like, she wanted at one point to drive off of the road with the car. Oh. And then her therapist was saying, like, 
well, maybe All you right. have negative thoughts with this car, whatever. You should go talk to the car. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Maybe you want to like understand the car's feelings to see whether or not he wants to go off a cliff. So <laughs> stupid. It was so stupid. Yeah. I, I didn't go you're for, like, her can for you very just, long. Can you just I was give me sorry, some I was so train? confused there. Yeah, you're like, I just need like, I was so confused too when she told me that. Wow. Yeah. I have a lot of fun doctor stories. Yeah. I love when they're like they just have these ideas like I'm gonna outside the box. Maybe they're just have maybe they're so bored therapist of like being like now take zoloft take klonopin you're a middle child you were 13 like go hey. talk to your car yeah. <laughs> i told a fucking girl to talk to her car <laughs> you know what i mean like they're she just was bored going to go work. she was she l- left me i was going i quit on her before that but she l- sent me an email saying she was going to work at an all-girls boarding school i was like oh good luck with oh, that yikes yeah. yeah yeah gonna be a lot of girls driving off the road <laughs> yeah yeah and talking to cars jesus yeah i don't know did we get some voicemail oh yeah, yeah you want to hear what other people's crazy therapists have had to say let's let's hear it Andrew. i hate it when you're in therapy and the therapist starts talking about themselves and like their own personal stories in life i'm like I'm here to talk about me. I'm not here to talk about you. I had a therapist once tell me about her and her adult daughter going to an all-you-can-eat pasta at Olive Garden. (laughs) And her adult daughter threw a tantrum because the to-go container that the waitress was kind enough to give the daughter only had two meatballs. And she had asked for three and apparently made a whole scene in the Olive Garden. My therapist thought this was okay. Like she was using this as an instance, an example of something that was okay to be done. And I just looked at her and I was like, right, right. And it was then I was like, I I need to seek help elsewhere because this woman is crazy. I mean, I get the meatball thing. Yeah, that's I was not just going to say that is hashtag that relatable. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it is like, it is interesting when you see these therapists, like the one cutting their toenails or giving a bad idea or, you know, whatever it may be as human. And you're like, I don't want mm. to see your flaws. I don't want to see you as a human being. I want you to be above me. So when you're telling me about meatballs, it's just, you know, also selfishly, I just... I'm here to talk about me. I'm paying to talk about me. Right. Now, it is one thing. They they tell therapists not to try to relate through own personal stories. Sometimes I'm like, okay, are you? I don't know. It could be nice to relate a little bit. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do in that instance. You get a new therapist. You get a new therapist. Yeah. Or you tell them or you have a, a conversation with them. Yeah. Which is hard. I know. Or you just fucking meet her at Olive Garden, some <laughs> some world. You're like, let me talk to your daughter. Let me talk to your daughter. Yeah, let me talk to the waitress actually, because <laughs> I'm on the daughter side. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking mad about this meatballs. <laughs> She's still thinking. Maybe about there it. was a lesson there for her, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what's the lesson? Like, that is so valid, Queen. The lesson is, is yes, your family died in a car wreck, but. Did you have all your meatballs? Yeah. Count your meatballs. <laughs> all right. What's the next we'll one? We'll do one more. So I was seeing the same therapist for about 
three years, we had a great relationship. I was making a lot of progress. I was really proud of how much I'd grown. <clears throat> she eventually let me know, like, hey, I'm pregnant. I was really excited for her. Um, she's about the same age, so it's just really exciting. She's so sweet. I was very happy. As we got closer to her due date, she said, hey, I'm about to go on leave. Do you want me to set you up with another therapist? Or what are you thinking? And I said, you know what? I'm doing great. Like, let's see how I roll on my own. See if I can take everything I've done for the past three years and really put it into action. And then we'll just pick back up when you come back. And I said, you know, just confirming that you're planning to come back. She said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was two years ago. She never came back. I have not heard from her again. And I haven't found another therapist because, quite honestly, it's too difficult to find a new therapist. I don't want to start that relationship over. So I was ghosted by my therapist, and my life just continues to fall apart. So, yeah, <laughs> turned out great. Love you. Bye. My life just continues to fall apart. Dude, that was so good. Dude, it's harder to find a therapist than it is to just let your life fall apart. Yeah, dude. Also, that it contributes to your life falling apart is trying to find a therapist that accepts your copay or can yeah. get a sliding scale. It's the hardest thing ever right. to find a good therapist. You call up, they're like, um, you know, it's February. They're like, we could see you. Let's see. Uh, June 8th. Is June 8th good? This year? No. No. Uh, two years from now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just fucking terrible. Have you heard of those doctors? I forget the type of what it's called, but doctors who don't accept any insurance. They're basically private doctors, and you just pay them you like pay a extra. yearly, yeah. just a yearly lump sum, and you're, they're just like there for you whenever. It ain't cheap. No. no. But, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just plugging those guys? I was just thinking about it. <laughs> Diameter. Dude. No, it fucking sucks, dude. It sucks. It, it is funny, too, because she kind of had the upper hand. She's like, nah, I don't need anyone. I'll get you when on the flip. Yeah. Right. She's like, no, you won't, bitch. God. I mean, the therapist probably had a baby, and who knows yeah, if she went back to work. Yeah, a lot of women don't want to go back to work. Uh, yeah. I don't blame them. Man, those are two great stories. Thanks for sharing yeah, the voicemails. Yeah. Um, if you're at home, I uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. If you like what we're doing here, leave a comment. Uh, review on Apple or Spotify. Uh, we love hearing from you guys, so keep leaving voicemails. And um, yeah, we've been getting just great comments and feedback mm -hmm. in YouTube. Some of them are dicks. Some of them are like, oh, you want comment, comment, comment. Like, just oh, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So, it's still a comment. Yeah, it's still a comment. It. I'll, take <laughs> I'll take it. I'm a thirsty bitch. <laughs> yep. Give it to me. But it really does help. So we really do appreciate it. Yeah. And. um. Oh, yeah. The skincare tip this week, while we were on the topic of acne, is just hormonal acne. Um, If you're trying to not, you know, go on any accutane or spironolactone like anything super harsh for the skin and wanting to heal from the inside out my top tips there are things i'm doing right now that are helping me um i'm actually drinking two cups of spearmint tea a day um it helps with uh blocking androgen which is a male hormone that contributes to like jawline acne um and like ex excessive hair growth 
So two cups of spearmint tea a day. I just get some from just any brand, but I think I have the brand I drink right now is traditional medicinals. Um, and then really focusing on gut health. So taking your probiotics, prebiotics, don't just buy anything off of Amazon, get something that's actually certified, um, really like do your due, dil- due diligence with your supplements. And then, um, I'm taking a woman's hormone balancing one as well, but it's specifically you're wanting, you're going to want to take like zinc and magnesium, Um, and then, you know, avoiding like dairy sugar, just finding out what your food triggers are, anti-inflammatory foods, but specifically like my skin is super triggered by sugar. Anytime I eat sugar, the next morning, boom, I wake up, I have like new blemishes from that. So, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of hormonal acne is, is related to your gut and Mm -hmm. your liver. So don't, you know, try not to drink alcohol, LOL, I drink wine all the time, but um yeah so yeah that's it also it's a hard thing to deal with so and one more thing do not there are three really good exfoliants for hormonal acne glycolic acid um salicylic acid and azelaic acid however do not over exfoliate your skin don't freak out the first thing you should be doing is protecting your barrier so keeping it moisturize whether it's with um you know like a water gel-based moisturizer if you're on the drier side but still acneic um you can do oil-based um you can do water-based um masks to slug if you're more oily um so just don't over exfoliate do it twice a week three times a week maybe if you're more oily yeah i could go on and on but just don't freak out and i want to um so brennan got her dream job And I wanted to, if you live in the L.A. area and you're looking Mm -hmm. for a facial from uh, an amazing person (laughs) who ghosts their therapist after they have a breakthrough, (laughs) you got to go to Brenna. She's starting next Tuesday. I don't know. We think. Or next Saturday. Yeah. But we don't know if she'll be on the website quite yet. So you can call. Um the studio it's called bb soft skin in studio bb soft skin studio in atwater village yeah and uh get a facial from her and um yeah she'll freaking do you right and don't kill her yeah please please be cool yeah all right bye guys bye bye Everybody now cuddles, cuddles. Everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here.